0: Everybody and uh, welcome back to another exciting episode of 90s horror films. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with my special guest who is here, I think, for the first episode of this season. Please welcome Vittorio Treppo. How are you doing, Vittorio?
1: Good. How are you doing, John?
0: Good, good. Um, so this was actually Vittorio's suggestion originally. We were uh talking about different uh 90s horror films, and um I mentioned well, I sort of. Well, I mentioned sort of. I, I thought about doing like one of the Freddy movies because there's two of them in the '90s. There's this and Freddy's Dead. Um, and uh, you said if you uh if I did, you know, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, you wanted to be on. And uh, so I said sure, I, you know. And I thought about it. and I decided this was the time to do it. Um, so, <laughs> um, it was an interesting movie because of the fact that. Um, uh, Freddy was dead. You know, mm-hmm. they killed him off, and Freddy's dead. The final nightmare. I don't think they were even really, even though this was only like three years after. You know, I think this is ninety four, if I'm correct. Um, yep. And which was ten years after the original, so it seemed fair that ten years later they would do it. They'd have to do a sequel as an anniversary. Um, and uh, so they did this, and uh, and this was basically the most meta movie you'll ever see in your life. I feel like, like, I don't know, one of the most meta movies, right? Like, what'd you think of that? Definitely,
1: yeah, so excuse me, I'm eating my dinner here. Um, Definitely one of the most meta movies.
0: Yeah. So the movie basically is a movie within a movie within a movie kind of thing. And it starts out, you know, inside a movie set, you know, or or whatever. I guess they're getting ready for a new nightmare or whatever it's going to be. You know, it's going to be a new Freddy movie. And they're just yep. getting the glove ready. And the glove takes on a form of its own, you know which i think it would have been interesting if the glove was the killer the whole time, you know, uh-huh. and not and you never saw freddy. I mean, that kind of would have been cool. But then again, i think people would have flipped their shit if uh if they never got to see freddy because sort of freddy is nightmare, you know. Like he is what 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 has made the movie the success. Now, are you a, are you a freddy fan? Um not really
1: a fan per se. I mean, I enjoy the movies, but I'm not, you know, one of those like they have that, that whole scene in um, in the movie where Heather camp goes on the talk show and then all of a sudden England shows up and everyone is just like, Freddy, freddy freddy It almost felt
0: like Jerry Springer kind of thing. Jerry, yeah, Jerry,
1: Jerry, Jerry.
0: Oh, is that pre that wasn't pre Jerry Springer? That had to be like the, the in joke or something with that. Um, no,
1: I, I actually think that might have been during Jerry because I remember that that was I think that I think his talk show started in like ninety eight in like eighty eight.
0: That would make sense. Um so yeah, so Freddie, Freddie, and everybody's going crazy. People are saying Freddie lives, which could have been yeah. a cool title for a new Freddie movie if uh if they had just wanted to bring it back, you know, again, yeah, uh, I like the I like the title uh, "New Nightmare" though, because it, it fit with the whole film, you know, as a whole. Um, so basically, we start off; it's a dream and everything, and uh, it turns out that the dream, the it, it was a dr- it was a dream of them being on set or whatever, and are the dreams coming true you know what's going on that kind of thing and i'm I'm fascinated by movies like that you know because um i I really I'm sort of I want to do more and more research on dreams because uh-huh. I'm always having these weird ass fucking dreams and people are like put them in a movie and that's what Wes Craven does or did you know uh-huh. for a long time is he would uh that's sort of how a little bit of how, uh, nightmare on Elm Street began, you know, is one of his nightmares, you know, and then yep. just more stuff like that. Um, so it was really cool. Um, Heather Langy Camp is being the, the actress, not the you know, is playing herself and she's being harassed by someone, uh, saying, you know, Freddie's coming for you and all this stuff. And uh, they think it's a fan, but we never know. Yeah, do you think that was Freddie for real or do yeah, you think you that never, was a fan? You
1: never, you never find out that, that that who who's making those phone
0: calls. Right. You never find that out. And I think I like that. You know, originally I was like thinking is, is that sort of a dick move, but like it's sort of cool, you know? Like it's makes you think, it makes you wonder, you know. But there are some people that think, oh man, there was somebody and you know, it wasn't Freddie because she wasn't always asleep, right? You know? Yep. But maybe it was uh maybe it was Freddie. Maybe Freddie can sort of get, you know, kind of come and come and go because she's not getting much sleep.
1: Another and, thing kind of kind of I think we're gonna be bouncing around a bit here, but uh something else that I was noticing about that movie is the whole the way the whole living room was set up is so much you see so much of that in uh Scream. Yeah. I mean, just the way the whole the way that, and there was like the whole phone call thing, which was kind yeah, of pre-scream,
0: but like, yeah. It,
1: I mean he did, he he did scream right after right after this though, didn't he?
0: Uh not right after. A couple years after, but um, he was because I think he did this and he did Vampire in Brooklyn around the same time, which is another movie I want to do, but I'm not going to do two Wes Craven movies in. There same season you know mm-hmm. but um Vampire in Brooklyn um, was a, a flop you know it was one of the biggest flops and it was sort yeah. of at that time where people were like thinking that you know horror was dead you know and that yeah. people weren't and here, here's the thing movies today if you've seen enough horror films you know you're not going to be scared you know mm-hmm. right like I don't get scared anymore, you know. There's only been one movie of recent times that kind of freaked me out a little bit, and that was the Babadook. And it's just because yeah. that shit gets stuck in your head a little bit, you know, or whatever. And I like that. Like I like movies like that that kind of get stuck in your head and kind of fuck with yeah. your brain. Um, this movie, I mean, it was it was a Freddy movie, you know, like without really, really being one, but like it was like if Freddy was this entity that, you know, was all of a sudden, you know, comes alive, you know, because, I guess, I don't know, I don't know if it's because the dreams are, are causing it or or whatnot, but he kind of explains it a little bit, but it's still still got very confused by West Craven's explanation when he's talking to Heather. You yeah. know? he explains it's some kind of entity that sort of got trapped or whatever. It is now
1: in the the movies.
0: Yeah. Now he's now he's trying to make his way out of into reality and or something, but I'm just like, I kind of wish there's a little bit more explanation.
1: I think he he wants to have it more open-ended.
0: Yeah. Um, just like the phone calls i mean you can't you can't explain everything otherwise people get really mad about that too you know they hate when yeah. it's like overexposition or something you know yeah but if it kind of leaves you up to like wondering what is what is going on here that's kind of cool in my opinion um but yeah so we see and and uh, what i do like is they brought back the first movie and so what i think Wes Craven wanted to do was from what i read in a trivia he watched all sort of the six movies you know back to back before writing this one Mm -hmm. and he sort of saw how the storylines kind of got skewered a little bit and stuff and it just got kind of messed up there wasn't like one direction for the whole story you know not like marvel where they're trying to you know interconnect everything that's what they probably do if they brought back Freddy today. They would try to make it some kind of uh, legendary horror cinematic universe. You know, have Freddy, Jason. Ah, by the way, I am drinking tea in my Jason cup. Yay. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a bigger Jason fan than I am a uh, Freddy fan, to be honest.
1: Um, Kind of going back and forth. Um, I, I remember really liking this movie when it first came out. And it's not not bad, but it's not, I don't know, it's not quite as, um, quite like the others. Um, but surprisingly, it doesn't have as many.
0: Do you you mean about like the, the fact that he doesn't use the snarky kind of like one liners and stuff or something like the humor's not there?
1: It's definitely a more darker in tone.
0: Oh, wow. Um. I, I I think that was that, that harken back to like the first one, you know?
1: Yeah. Um and there's
0: just, also oh, uh,
1: there also doesn't seem to be a lot of as many uh kills in this one.
0: No. And and a couple of them are off screen. You don't see them really. Yeah. Because like remember the two guys, uh, they didn't die um uh, you didn't see them on camera dying. You you heard later on. There's two the two people who worked on the project, you know, or whatever, was mm-hmm. murdered, you know, and I'm like, that's weird. Like, why didn't we at least see that? I guess because it wanted to be a surprise to the audience and to to her that they were dead. But there I already thought they were dead. They didn't even need to have that line because uh, there was that scene where she's talking to the boyfriend or husband. Sorry. Husband on the yeah. phone, and she's like, Did you know so and did so and so and so and so come to you know come to the come to work today, you know, right? And uh-huh. it was because they died, you know, and and stuff. I thought, but then it said they died like a day that that a day later. I don't know, it was weird or a few few days later because
1: you, know, you so. know it's weird now that you mention it. They never actually mentioned in the movie what happened to the glove.
0: At the end? Well,
1: because, the, the, you know, they had mentioned that the uh, people, that the people, those guys had been killed, but you never, like, find the glove. You know, there's never...
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I the glove was always sort of, um, like, supernatural. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, there's a scene with the uh, uh, the was it the um, a husband driving down the road, right? And he um, uh, he's he's driving, he's kind of falling asleep or whatever, and you keep seeing the glove come up and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of touch his crotch or whatever at one point, and yeah. then uh, then it disappears and. Then, then he, you know, kind of disappears into the dream thing again, and it comes up and and kills him. And yeah, but you see the the, the marks and stuff, but you never see the glove. And I, I kind of like that. I, I didn't I didn't mind that. Yeah. So. And um, anyway, uh, yeah, I I I like this the glove being supernatural. And I I did love seeing Freddie, but apparently Freddie looked different. You know, kind of looked more menacing, honestly. Uh Um, Didn't look nearly as bad as he did in the remake. Remake was awful. I don't know if you ever saw that one. The Nightmare on Elm Street remake, the 2009. I don't remember that. Or 2000, was it later? Might have been later. But it was terrible. Uh, His... uh, uh, The Freddy makeup looked like the Grinch. So I kept always making a joke saying the Grinch stole Freddy. Huh. Um, but no, it looked it looked awful. Like, um and uh and, and that's the problem with today's makeup in a way, is you gotta go back to the basics. If you're gonna if you're gonna create Freddie, make him look like Freddie, you know? I mm-hmm. mean we we gotta I mean this this Freddie right here looked a little different, but he's uh and I, I've got a picture of Freddie and the uh, babysitter um, who surprisingly and weirdly enough was like way more like, I don't know. She was, she was a babysitter, right? Like, or whatever, Hmm. you know? So she was like a little bit more over, you know, like I've never seen a, a babysitter on, on anything or in, even in real life that would be so dedicated to their kid that they would go down to the hospital and shit. You know, yeah, I I, I, like, or especially well. I mean, she had a dream that he was there, which is even weirder. You know that she it was evading her, her dreams, just evading everyone's. And I think it's because of the script. You know, like we see the script at the end of the movie, and like, uh, she's reading some of it, and it's pretty much the whole movie. You know, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like you ever seen that movie adaptation yeah where like charlie kaufman if people hadn't seen it charlie kaufman is uh, a writer in real life he's a writer he did being john malkovich and tons of other uh, eternal sunshine and spotless mind tons of stuff and he wrote a movie which was supposed to be an adaptation of a book about orchids and he i guess couldn't figure out how to make it into a uh you know, into a like um movie. So he just makes a movie about putting himself into his own script and stuff. And I just thought that was sort of you know, maybe they got their idea from this movie a little bit. <laughs> you know, maybe Charlie Kaufman was watching uh uh was watching Wes Craven's New Nightmare and was like,
1: hmm
0: yeah. maybe I can put myself into my own story or whatever like Wes craven did i mean it had to be a little weird to write a scene where Wes craven is talking to heather lang camp you know about the stuff and then all of us you know i mean like have that like you know i i i would have loved to be there when they pitched when he pitched the idea to
1: and it you know and it was before its time too I mean meta is kind of
0: all over the place now it's but... overblown now mainly because of Marvel and stuff I feel like right. the metaverse so, or whatever
1: it's such a uh... you know back then it was new
0: yeah and uh was it uh not just that but like yeah Deadpool was very is very meta um yeah but back then it was Sort of new, like um I was looking it up and then and you, you know think about like even the French movies like uh Day for Night are is very meta, you know, and, and stuff like that. So they, they've been doing it, but it it you know what I've always heard is every time I say I want to do a movie about making a movie, you know, people tell mm-hmm. me no, Hollywood does not want that, you know, right? Yeah. And I wanna be like Hollywood wants to look at fucking Wes Craven's new nightmare, you know, like yeah. it would just depend on what the, how it's done. But I think it's a good idea sometimes to kind of poke fun at Hollywood a little bit, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so to go back, I, I really, I did really like that scene with um, uh, Robert Englund coming in as Freddie for the first time. You kind of see him dressed up and, you know, yeah. He's making jokes and cracking jokes at everything, you know, right? He, he uh, really
1: doesn't. He, he's really not in this movie as much. I think I, I don't think he shows up until the first until like 50 minutes in.
0: He doesn't show up till like 50 minutes in. And then he he as because that is Robert England as the new Freddy, right? Yeah. It's not like somebody else taking over for Freddy or anything. Um, so Robert England did go back, but it was really funny because you see Robert England and his normal makeup, you know, normal thing. He gets to to act, you know, in a way, like not be Freddy, you know, in a Freddy movie, you know. See, as like, well, I think he might have done that in another movie too. Uh, like I want to say it was Freddy's dead, he got to play another role or something, you know. Um, but I think it was related to Freddy, like I think Freddy was, you know doing that um but anyway he was getting to play himself and uh i absolutely adored him in this you know like i thought him as just playing himself was so good you know yeah Um, what was your favorite scene in this movie i'll tell you mine um i'm gonna have to think about that Uh, i'll tell you mine and then you can go ahead while you're thinking uh but my my scene has got to be this the scene the the running across the freeway scene and stuff. That scene was so uh crazy. The the little kid, Dylan, played by Miko Hughes, who if I don't know if you knew this or not, but that was Gage from um Pet Cemetery. Uh oh, okay. So he's the little boy from Pet Cemetery who got hit by a truck. So it's kind of funny that he's in a he's playing a character who's running across the freeway almost getting hit by trucks. You know like, they, they must have had, they gave him like deja vu a little bit. I wish yeah. he, he was at uh scares that carol. Wish I had uh uh wish I'd like really watched this again and, and asked him questions or something, you know. Yeah, it would have been
1: nice.
0: I think I might be seeing him in April, I'm not sure. because um, uh one of my friends is going to a there's a convention up in uh like Maryland, you know. It's uh, like a comic convention so he's okay. gonna be there so it'd be cool to meet him if uh I met him but it'd be cool to like maybe hang out and get dinner with him or something that would be yeah. that would be a dream right there because he seems like a really cool dude um but yeah him running across and then heather Camp having to run across and everything that was oh man that must have been a that must have been a bitch to shoot honestly because they have to you know, get all those cars to like, do exactly right. They have to get the stunt people in, and I mean, that was pretty well done, you know? Yeah. You've never had a Dodge people walking around, you know, in a freeway, have you? Mm, Nope. It's good. Yeah, I hope that never happens. Yeah. (laughs) But all right, what's your favorite scene? Did you think of it?
1: Um, kind of like the some of the scenes where not really I don't know if it's not really Freddie, but like some of the scenes where Nancy's kind of starting to lose it, like uh the cemetery I mean there is the little thing in Fr- Freddie there, but also you know when she's when he go when she goes into uh, Robert Shay's and office and she starts to notice that things are starting to not add up mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, we got to see Robert Shay play Robert Shay. That was pretty cool. And then we got to see his freaking sister again, play a nurse, Lynn Shay. You know, Uh, who was a teacher in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So it was really cool to see her back. But everybody really knows her from the Insidious movies now. You know, that's her. That's her bread and butter. And she's super sweet. I've interviewed her a long time ago. She's super sweet. Love her to death. Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's see. Yeah. I like, I like the, I like the funeral scene, uh, just because like, once again, it goes to their first movie where you didn't know what was real and what wasn't, you know, just like the people, you know? And, um, you know, also I, um, the last half of this movie
1: I watched with the audio commentary on. And okay. Wes was talking about it, and he made a point that like how he has John Saxon going in like in and out of his costume from the old from the first movie, right? Like you see him like walking down the road, and he's in his regular clothes, and then you just what you just cut back to him, in just a split second later, and he's he's dressed like the uh the
0: cop the cop, yeah, which. Was great. I love that scene because I love that line in the movie where she's like, um, you know, why are you, why are you calling me Nancy, John? And she's like, why are you calling me John, Nancy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just such yeah. a great sort of like moment of like, oh shit. And then there's that big reveal that she turns around and sees her old, the whole, house from the movie. You yep. know, and I've been there. I was uh when um I was living in L.A. Uh, I got to hang out with my buddy Vincent Pereira, and uh Vincent was just visiting and stuff, and and was staying at a hotel on Sunset. And we uh I went over. He had said that his the place on Sunset was in walking distance of both. The Halloween houses that are down the street from there, and Mm -hmm. the um, Nightmare Elm Street houses. So Haddonfield is right next to Elm Street, like right across the street. You know, from Sunset. So you walk across Sunset, you can go to either place. You know, which I think is pretty neat.
1: Wasn't um, Springfield is supposed to be in take in Illinois, right? Right. Okay,
0: and Haddonfield was in Illinois. Oh, there's a connection right there. That's funny. Yeah. Well, what I think what really happened was like, um uh I think if I'm correct, John Carpenter and uh and um, and Wes Craven were friends. Mm-hmm. And that that was the time period where horror filmmakers like were connected to each other you know like they were all and they all sort of knew each other and i think you know the locate like when they locate uh location scouted for one they were able to find the one the other one you know they're able to find the house for uh elm street but it was really neat like just walking down elm street you know like it wasn't elm street i forgot what the uh the actual streets called But uh, walking down the street and then seeing and just it looked like it looked like what you would imagine Elm Street to look like, like lots of, uh, you know, uh, was it um, trees and it was just a pretty cool looking place. Um, But it was it was neat to go down there and actually see it. And then it was, you know, was it uh, uh, Nancy's house is actually across the street from Glenn's house like it's supposed to be in the movie. It actually is, which is neat, because most of the time, that's just movie magic. Like, they're probably usually not even in the same, you know, um, neighborhood, you know? But in this case, they are literally right across the street from each other, so it's pretty cool. Um, But to go back to this movie, you actually see the house again, and she goes inside, and it's really her house, you know, back to her house, which was just pretty cool, though. You know, it was like, I bet if I had been a huge Freddy fan and was older, you know, when that movie came out and saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. I would have gone nuts. You know, those are the kind of things where people just go, "Yeah," you know,
1: like
0: yeah. you love that. I mean, people love that stuff now, where you throw back to the old movies that you know uh, the the original films or whatever. You know. Yep. I wonder if they're if they'll do a remake. If they'll ask if they'll film at the original house, that'd be pretty cool. You know they're gonna have to do a reboot or something.
1: Eventually, down the road.
0: Well, you know what you know what happened with that movie, right?
1: Well, which movie? Uh...
0: Um. So with uh with Nightmare on Elm Street, so there was a uh, there's a what is it um. It's a clause in a contract or something, but there's right the rights of a film, uh it became a law that the rights of the film after thirty years would revert back to the thirty or thirty-five years, I wanna say, something like that. But would mm-hmm. revert back to the original uh you know, original writer, right? So yeah. the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street right now are in the hands of west craven's estate
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know so his family and whatnot have have the power you know to do whatever they want to do with it. and i think from what i've understood they're working on developing something you know it'd be mm-hmm. it'd be cool if they did like a hbo max or or paramount or it would be hbo max i think because that's new line probably go with new line again um did you know that that uh uh Warner Brothers owns uh, New Line. I did not know
1: that. I didn't know that either. It's, uh,
0: if you look up at, at whenever they show like stuff for uh, New Line, it actually yeah. says at the bottom, A Time Warner Company. So I did not realize that Warner Brothers owns the rights to uh, New Line and everything. So all the New Line properties are actually Warner Brothers, uh, which would be HBO Max. So if they did not HBO Max, a uh, Freddy mo- show or movie or something that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I'd be down with it. You know, especially if you liked Freddy's Nightmares, didn't you? I like that. I like that show. show. Yeah, I I think doing something like that and bringing back Freddy as just a like a crypt keeper type, you know, character. You know, that'd be yeah. fun.
1: That's on Tubi, right?
0: I think so. Let me look that up. I think it's on Tubi because you used to have copies of it, right? On like DVD, I think, or did you not? I I, I didn't. I had had, um, had copies of Friday the Thirteenth, the series. Oh, that was what it was. Yeah, no. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares is available on Tubi, so people can go check that out if they uh really want. I remember that because I grew up wanting to see all the Freddy, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street movies when I was a kid, but my parents would never let me watch them because you know too scary or whatever and so Mm -hmm. i would see like freddy all over the place because freddy was such an iconic character he had he had action figures and different things for that i just thought that was crazy like for for a villain you know yeah like that's just strange to me um yeah and the mark just the marketing
1: they had for him like if you just saw some of the you know it's Nowadays, it's it's kind of a little bit more age appropriate. But, you know, they have the NECA stuff. But the uh, like, if you look at some of the old toys that he, he used to have, I mean, it was just, you know, it was like aisles of Toys R Us stuff. aisles of like Toys R Us stuff in Toys R Us devoted to like Freddy Krueger. And, you know, he, he was, you know, people forget that he was like, uh, like originally
0: like what, was a child molester or something. Yeah child killer right which i i I read something hold on i read something really interesting about that because it was sort of such a weird scene when the when all the kids were um in in the uh uh, audience you know um the television show appearance was inspired by a real encounter uh Born in West Graven, Robert England and I did an appearance together on public television in the San Francisco area. It was about whether this kind of movie was bad for children or not. There were parents in the audience and then kids. All the kids leapt to their feet and started chanting, Freddy, Freddy, Freddy. I remember looking at the show host and the parents and they all looked horrified. So, yeah, I mean he was a child molester or so or you know kid kidnapper and all these things and yet he's sort of glorified you know like i don't know i used to i used to sort of root for freddie because i didn't like any of the teenagers that he had to deal with
1: He kind of had to you know the other ones like michael myers and jason at least were kind of just you know, the movies were what they were, but Freddie was like the Freddie was like the cultural icon. Right.
0: He was, which I mean, I don't I don't know what that says about our culture, but <laughs> I, I I think it's more along the lines of people just enjoy somebody who's funny, you know? Like with funny little one-liners and shit. Like when mm-hmm. you think about Chucky, you know, yeah. um, Chucky sort of had that. Sort of thing too. Ghostface ended up sort of going that route at times, you know. Um, mm-hmm. so it it it's interesting to think like that. We we enjoy people who are just menacing and funny. If they're funny, being menacing, we like them, you know, or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I I. I never had any of the like, I remember there was like books like Nightmare on Elm Street books, like yep. different stories and stuff that wasn't just an adaptation of the of the movies, but like was an actual continuing story. And I would love to see like I think they've got Freddy comics and stuff. I mean, I would love to see more of that stuff going. And they got a
1: comic. I got a couple.
0: You got a Freddy comic? I got a couple. Cool. Um, do you have any Jason comics? Um I'm trying to think. I can't really think nothing springs to mind on the Jason. Nothing springfields to mind. Yep. <laughs> it's just like nope, I'm not giving you props for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I don't I don't know. It was I also Halloween never went that got that big, I don't think. I mean, did they have Halloween comics? Not in the the 80s, I don't think. I'm trying to think if
1: they did, because Nightmare on Elm Street, I know they did. But Friday the 13th...
0: Friday the 13th had books. I remember as a kid, I used to collect the books, and they were written by this guy who I became friends with on Facebook, and then whatever. I don't think we're friends on Facebook anymore. But uh, the guy wrote it, and uh, I, I remember them because... They kind of freaked me out as a kid, like reading these stories because I live over by the woods and it was so funny because I would be like looking out my window thinking Jason was there in the woods, you know, waiting for me, you know, Um, that that yeah. was that I think that's what scared me the most about Jason is the woods. um, And I never I don't think I've ever had a dream about Freddy, like a nightmare about Freddy, which is kind of sad you think that like I would have had one, right? You know Maybe
1: tonight. Maybe
0: tonight. Maybe tonight I'll have one. Yeah. I kinda hope not yeah. now because I, I wanna do it when it's like not expected, you know. Yeah. Maybe maybe. Maybe I'll have one tonight. Um I don't know. I, I enjoyed um I enjoyed re watching this because I hadn't seen it in forever. And I remember, I, I always sort of change it, like turn it off, halfway off. Because I saw it once all the way through. And then every other time I've watched it, I've only watched like half of it. So I think I really liked the first half, you know? um, And I really liked the meta stuff, but then after a while, once they get to the hospital, I think I turn it off, you know? Mm-hmm. And stuff. Even though the hospital stuff was amazing, you know? Like, I really I, I love... Love, love Jill's death, you know. She's just yeah. like being she. She got Tina, you know, just the way Tina got killed, you know, being thrown up on the um, you know, uh, ceiling, uh, ceiling and stuff, you know. So they yep. really tried to bring back the original movie in a way, in a you know, in a cool different way. And I like that. Appreciated that because, you know, I guess that was supposed to be the the final chapter to freddy you know yep and it was the final chapter to robert england's freddy you know uh which everybody was so mad when they uh cast somebody else as freddy and not robert england you know um yeah. i forgot who it was i, I know it jackie was a, earl,
1: jackie earl haley
0: jackie earl haley that's right who uh, like people know him i think from like shawshank or something and Movies like that that are just big, huge, you know, whatever. But I just I don't really know him from much, and I don't think he did a good job as Freddy. to Be honest. He also did the. um, Didn't he? Wasn't he in the Saw movies? I think so. Probably. I've I've not seen those in forever, so I can't remember. I've never seen a Saw movie. You never seen? Oh man, we gotta watch the Saw movie sometime. At least the first. The first one is amazing. First one blows everything else out of the water. The rest after that is just the Saul yeah. franchise. You know? It's this. it's another it's another movie. But I I, I really love the first Saul movie, which I didn't think I would because I, you know, at that time I thought Torture Porn was sort of like not obviously not my thing, but uh it's a little more than that, the first one. The rest of them are just <laughs> I want to quote fucking uh Scream. Where the first one was great but the rest sucked. Yeah. But, and they didn't suck they just weren't as good. Um and I I I don't agree with Kevin Williamson's assessment of that. I don't know if, like he really feels that way necessarily about the I'd love to ch- Kevin Williamson, chat me up. I I'd love to interview you and I'll ask you a few uh uh, if you really feel like the rest of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street sucker, you just wrote that for Drew Barrymore's character to say. Yeah. Um, by the way, did you know, like, uh, what is it, Uh, Wes Craven was not going to put that line in there because he felt like it was sort of making him look good, you know, because... Uh-huh. He was the one of the, the one who directed the first movie, and then Kevin Williamson remind him he's also the one who did, you know, the uh, the uh, new Nightmare, which also counts as the ones that suck. So he's allowed to he's allowed <laughs> to put that in there, keep that in there, and everything, you know. But yeah, once again, Scream was very meta, you know. So I I don't know if that's just where people's minds were at that point, you know. Or something. Mm-hmm. Or that's where Wes Craven well, Chris West Craven liked, you know, kind of kind of poking fun at the genre. Um I don't know. Um so to go back, I I, I really I dug a lot of stuff with this with Mika, with um uh what's this what was the kid's name? Um uh I, I wanna say it was Tyler, but it's Dylan, right? Dylan. Dylan. So, all the stuff with Dylan was, was fantastic because he had to be creepy. He had to become Freddy at some points. You know?
1: Yeah. he There were
0: little parts where he was just channeling Freddy. Yeah. And he would go, one, two, Freddy's coming for you, bitch. And I'm like, oh, God. You know, like getting this kid to do these creepy things. And he, by the way, he's the kid in uh, Kindergarten Cop that says, uh you know uh n- n- boys have a penis and girls have a vagina, so it's <laughs> like the same kid who does that and Gidergargap is the one who's going there saying all these goofy Freddy shit, you know um I y- y- he, had, he you know he's had a pretty cre- great career. I hope he uh gets back out there and does more horror or something at some point it's, you know it'd be cool yeah, to see be- him back in the mm that'd be nice yeah um heather Langing camp like it's it's hilarious that um the limo driver picks her up right mm-hmm. and he's like so excited it's her because of i guess nightmare on elm street but like she'd also been on a tv show that was a pretty big hit i think it was a hit i loved it called just the 10 of us do you remember that i remember that yeah yeah she was one of she was one of the 10 um which is interesting because she was with uh another I got to rewatch that I think it's probably on YouTube I think she was with another um what is it uh another nightmare on elm street person uh in that show um oh Sid Haig had a part in that I guess he had a cameo. Yes. Yeah. Sh- oh, Brooke These. Brooke These, who was uh in yeah, uh, Nightmare in Street Four. I remember Brooke. Yeah. So it was really cool. Like, those two were Nightmare and Elm Street girls. You also happened to be in a sitcom together. Yeah.
1: I was figuring it out, but uh, she, Heather was only 30 when she made this movie.
0: When she made this one, yeah. She was, she was yeah. young when she did. Yeah, because that would make sense because she was, like, 20 when she made uh, the first one, and that was 10 years before, so... Yeah. yeah, Wow. Because um, you usually have people in their early to mid-20s playing high school kids, not... Sometimes late 20s or 30, 30-year-olds playing uh high school kids, but, you know... Yeah. um. It's usually more of a joke. They usually just try to find somebody who's of age to play parts where they're supposed to be underage. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah, They want it. They want. They don't want to have to uh, have the the limitations on the hours they could work and all
0: that. Stuff. Exactly, which makes total sense uh, to be honest. Um, but also, they have to ask these kids to do things. You know, like. Uh, you know, kiss or pretend to have sex or whatever. Yeah. They're funny because,
1: you know, they hire the older actors to play the teenagers to do stuff that teenagers would be doing, but they can't have the teenagers doing those things. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Because, you know, because teenagers do 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 those things, you know, but they don't, they're not supposed to, we're not supposed to watch them do that. And even, To think about it, how creepy is it to watch, you know, movies where the kids are supposed to be in high school and having sex? You know, yeah, that like feels very pedophilia like, you know, like I Mm. I really looking back at this now when I was a kid or a teenager, that was fine to watch, right? Mm -hmm. But now looking at it, I'm like, oh, it's kind of creepy, you know, like do I want to see. Like this sixteen-year-old girl lose her virginity, you know. Even though it's a thirty-year-old girl, maybe, you know, playing it, you know. Like that's just I don't know. That just gets really weird. I don't like it, you know. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. That's the way it is. But uh, but like I said, like they were, you know, in their twenties or so, uh, when they made uh Nightmare on Elm Street number one, and uh, Johnny Depp. I think was it was like a rock star at that time. That's like what he wanted to do was be a rock star. He didn't want to be an actor <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, he should have should have got back in. He should go back out and do some more touring and stuff. I bet he get. I think he does. I think he still does. If I'm correct, who, you know? who is this? Johnny Depp? Oh yeah, he 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 tours. Yeah. So there you go. Um. But yeah anyway to go back to nightmare um, uh, the uh, a new uh nightmare um what do you think of the title do you like it um uh, now, now did it go like straight new nightmare or west craven's new nightmare so everybody always calls it west craven's new nightmare but when you look it up on like imdb and other places it's just new nightmare so i'm wondering if they just take off the west craven's you know just a I don't know, separate it or something? I don't there know.
1: Was, uh, when I was listening to the commentary, Wes was talking about something at the end about, like, the um, the writer. And uh, because he was talking about, like, the writing credit and acting and the director credit and how they were... It's like you had to show one in front of the other, or something like that. And it was, like, some kind of director's guild. Brouhaha. And uh, probably, so, But... but I don't know.
0: Um, <laughs> new nightmare. You're trying to think if you like it or not. Maybe, maybe, maybe nightmare revisited. I think that was a title for like a um, documentary or something. You know, um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a cool name, but I, I think, I honestly, I don't mind the a new nightmare because it it is basically supposed to be Wes Craven's actual new nightmare, you know, that yeah. he had. And I'm wondering if that was like, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I, I wonder if that's actually true. You know, like I wonder if yeah. he was having a nightmare and he was like, this will make a great, you know, see if there's any of trivia course. on that.
1: Even, even the titles is meta. new nightmare. Wes Craven's new nightmare. He's got a new nightmare that he has to get down on paper.
0: Do you think the porn was called a nude nightmare? A nude nightmare. Uh, West West Bone Boners. Uh, nude nightmare. Nude nightmare. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I, I think that's the the porn title. I I'd have watched that. Yeah, Freddy Freddy porn. You know, there there is a Freddy porn out there. I'm not surprised, man freddie porn there was there was uh rip-offs all over the place um after freddie uh india and like uh brazil and all these different places had like nightmare and elm street rip-offs and- i think i
1: think, you know, I, I think an indian ver- version would actually work really well because there's like indian sensibilities very they have a
0: lot of stuff with like monsters and dreams and well you know, apparently and... it wasn't very good i i it's saw different. a whole video on all the different ripoffs and they show these different ones and i think the one from india was terrible i'm correct <laughs> you know but uh i mean maybe that they're being harsh on it i don't know i'd have to i have to watch that if i can ever find it someday i'll uh we'll watch it together you know um, Yeah. But let's see uh let me look at the trivia real quick for this. Um uh let's see in uh, uh um the basic premise of the film Freddie invading the real world and haunting the actors and crew responsible for Nightmare on Elm Street. Was int- originally intended to be used for a Nightmare on Elm Street three Dream Warriors, inspired by the movie Return to Horror High, but the idea was rejected at the studio at the time. And never saw Return to Horror High. I don't think.
1: Did I I never saw it.
0: Maybe I did. Maybe that was the movie where is you- that Cemetery High? I don't know. Um, the film has no opening titles to blur the illusion of whether it's a film. A documentary or something else altogether, you know. So that was interesting. I I thought about that when I saw. It. I was like, oh wow, they it's straight into the movie, you know, just like so like New Line Cinema presents, and then it just goes into the movie. It doesn't even say a new nightmare. I don't think on it. I think it says it at the end. Um, let's see. Uh, sh- West Craven's daughter Jessica Craven appears as a nurse. She's probably yep. a cute nurse. There's that cute little nurse that uh that that didn't get the uh that didn't get like punched or didn't you know that ran away basically because she was scared of um of Jill. Jamie. I think it was Jill.
1: Jill yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Jill was threatening to stab her with the uh with the needle. Was and that I mean, her? Yeah. Nice. And then just was
0: just threatened to stab her. And she just, she yelled basically boo and she ran away. Interesting. The working title for this film was a nightmare on Elm street seven, the Ascension. Um, however, producer Robert Shea felt he didn't want the audience to see this as another tired sequel to the series and wanted to stand on its own feet. So much so the trailers and TV spots never showed Freddie's face on screen until after its release. Um, well, but that's,
1: that's that's smart.
0: You know, you don't you want you want a teaser. You don't want to. You know. Oh man, everything, all trailers, all they do now is just show the whole movie. You know. Yeah. And it, so there's no surprise. There's no fun. You know, right? Um. And I don't know why I, I still watch them. You know, like. Uh I could watch the whole fucking movie sometimes. Uh I like if somebody I, I looked at um the new uh what Shazam trailer and somebody actually quote uh, like commented, I think I just saw the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I was like someone I was watching, I was like, damn, I feel like I did too. You know? Like they probably did. Just show us the whole movie you know, cliff notes. And that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to kind of tease people, you know, get them want to come, but not, you know, basically
1: show them a whole movie. You know what I used to, I I, a lot of my DVDs have on the extras. They have uh, the radio spots that they had back in the day. I love those. Really? Yeah. I love like, I know a phantasm had them uh, Halloween, like any of the, the,
0: a lot of those old the movies 70s
1: already. ones yeah 70s and 80s. early 80s and just even going throughout the 80s you know they would have because radio was still a big driver for um you know hey come down to the you, know, you get the fast talking dj it was like yeah okay come on down to the local Cineplex 8 for the halloween you know and yeah then, that's you know, true cue, the, cue the, the the um the
0: the the radio ad you know and Yeah, I'll have to listen to some. I don't. I I know I probably got some on my because I got all those Arrow and uh, Vinegar Syndrome and all those different um, companies and stuff. And I bet they love to put that shit on there because, you know, the whole idea of doing those Blu-rays, those boutique Blu-rays, is to pack them up with as much extras as you possibly can. Yeah. Um. Uh, for Halloween and for uh, like Texas Chainsaw or. A lot of them are like Scream Factory puts them out, you know, and whatnot. Right. And those guys love like extras like that. Um, there was there's some other stuff. Uh, let's see. But I want to go back to the the Ascension. Yeah, I I I do like the new Nightmare title as as opposed to calling it a Nightmare in Elm Street, because not until like the end do we see in Elm Street like yeah. this whole movie takes place in Hollywood you know yep. or whatever this doesn't even take place in um uh in Elm Street so uh calling it Nightmare on Elm Street 7 is kind of sort of pointless in a way in my opinion plus at that point or another was when uh new line cinema and other companies were starting to call them by the name of the character right or something you know yeah. so it would have been like freddy's you know ascension or something because freddy's dead was the last one that they had done um and then jason goes to hell you know so they really liked uh calling everything by the the character's name which you've seen jason goes to hell right of course you know at the end of it with the the freddy's hand coming up and freddy's claw coming down yep i remember seeing that um Cause I was up in Massachusetts uh, visiting a friend of mine and I was a kid or whatever. And, and it was on USA, the USA network. Yeah. And uh, I guess it was probably a Friday. It was probably Friday the 13th or whatever. And they, uh, they had Jason goes to hell and uh, uh, Jason's hand or Freddie's hand comes up and grabs it at the end. And like, I just lost my shit there. I was like, oh ah. <laughs> you know, like that's one of those things where people were just like, oh my God. Like because like other people had probably wanted Jason and Freddie to get together. I had never thought of that as a kid, right? I never thought that was that was a thing that that would be even possible, you know? So I never watched uh, like the Frankenstein movies as a kid. I was never into them. I'm into them now. You know, but as a kid, I was never into seeing Frankenstein meets the Wolfman or, you know, or meets Dracula or whatever. So the,
1: one that, the one that everyone talks about, and I Mick Garris is a huge fan of it, is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein.
0: Yes, I've seen that one. I've, you know, I've seen the Wolfman one. I've seen, I've seen Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman. And uh, was it or was it meets Frankenstein and the Wolfman was in it? I don't remember. Maybe it was. I don't think it was the Wolfman. So it was Abb and Costello meet Frankenstein. I think the Wolfman shows up and they're just like laughing at him because you know, he's the Wolfman. You know, yes. <laughs> or something like that, you know? Like he yes. keeps talking about how he's gonna change and they're like, um, all right, well whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I liked Abbey and Costello. Um I you know, I need to watch more of their more of their movies and stuff. At some, um, I need to watch the Marcho uh, our Groucho Marx movies. You know, we watch
1: that next. watch that next time, or
0: uh yeah, because yeah. I what my dad was recommending, like the At the Circus, or I think or something like that, or there's a uh, Duck
1: Soup is another one. Yeah, that's one of the more.
0: Yeah, that's the one my dad and mom used to have on like Betamax. Duck Soup, <laughs> I remember that shit because I was like duck soup like why would anyone want to watch a movie called duck soup that just sounds terrible <laughs> as a kid that's what I thought and I never wanted to watch it you know yeah um there there was that and uh they had a uh matewan and I was like what what is what is this you know my parents don't even remember ever watching that movie yeah <laughs> like you used to have it like I, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it, but you used to have it. I know that. Cause remember that title. Cause I was like, what the hell is this? You know thing. Um, so we're about to wrap up on this discussion, but was there anything that we, we forgot to mention that was pretty cool with this movie? Um, I did like the final battle, you know, where she kind of like, my favorite part is where she goes under the covers to go to the place and that was pretty neat you know they like made a basically a tunnel out of the blanket and i was like that was was really
1: cool the weird thing was the the whole final um thing at the end maybe because i was watching it on on with commentary and wes was pointing out you know the set and everything but it it looked and I know that they're trying to sort of have the same furnace thing as the, fir- as the first movie, but it just didn't play to me. It didn't play. Um, It it just looked like a set. Right. You know, it didn't look like.
0: I kind of got that feeling too, when I was watching it, like, you it, know, it, it didn't feel like a world,
1: you know, yeah, it just, it kind of felt like, okay, this is just kind of like a, you know, they just made up this, you know, made up this air, this like soundstage to look like, you know, Freddy's whatever. Freddy's you lair. Know,
0: nowadays, it's going to be green screen. It's going to be all CGI, you know. Yeah. But that could be kind of cool because you could do a lot more stuff with the CGI world. You know,
1: well, he was Wes was talking in the commentary how some of the scenes in the movie were CGI. Nice. Yeah. You know, and uh, just some of like the little ones where I guess where she's falling down into the world or something, and then the little just little things here and there. But you know, this it was early CGI, so. Well,
0: it's kind of funny because if you think about it, it was not just it was Hansel and Gretel, you know, which I never thought of like that. You know, in a way, Freddie Freddie always was sort of Hansel and Gretel, you yeah. know and everything, Uh, because when she was was reading Cancel and Gretel to to Dylan, and everything, Um, he got creepy at times, man. It was so annoying. He was like, you know, quoting the book and stuff to her, and everything. I'm like, this isn't normal, you know, uh, Heather. You shouldn't, you know, like, you should be freaked out more than she was, you know? Like, yeah. He was he was saying things that was just strange, you know, and she was kind of just going with it, I guess. Um, yep. But anyway, there, you know, obviously the, the whole bit is supposed to be the uh, breadcrumbs, which I guess were pills, you pills, know, yeah. As sleeping pills or whatever. I, and I was like, Al- you're taking way too many sleeping
1: pills. Well, it's, it's also like the the whole Alice in Wonderland thing.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, too, because when she falls through the... One pill makes you taller, and one pill makes you something like... But nothing, you know, yeah, they didn't do stuff. anything like that, which would have been cool. You know, made, made her taller and could fight, you know, whatever. That would have been neat. Um, yeah. Now, Freddie did, like, have, like, his hand come up and do the extension thing, which was from the original movie. Um, and everything which i thought was a cool throwback um because if you watch like the second or even the third which was written by Wes, um like the story was you know came up by him and i think he helped write it with uh frank darabont did he he didn't direct it i don't think chuck russell director i
1: think chuck russell directed it
0: yeah um the guy did the mask which
1: did the, did the blob too, I think didn't. Yeah. Did
0: right there about. Yeah. The oh my God. Those guys are amazing. Yeah. He didn't name on street three, but he, but Wes Craven wrote like the story and stuff and came back to help with that. And I think that was honestly, I think that's because the first one was such a big hit that they made the second one and it did not do very well. And yeah. then it became like known as like the gay, yeah nightmare on elm street movie and number then number two. yeah yeah number two and then the third one they brought Wes back because they're like we need to get back on track you know and he brought back heather you know or nancy you know and yeah. then uh and i think john saxon's even in that one too if i'm correct um and then the fourth and fifth one were uh, i think brian helgel did the fourth one um, who I love, Brian Helgeland. Um, what has that dude been up to? I wonder. Um, mm. you know, know he, one, of
1: them,
0: one of them, I think, five. I think Rennie Harlan did. Yeah, part four was was part four, Rennie Harlan. Um, or was part five? I, let me see. Uh, four was Rennie Harlan with Brian Hel- Helgeland as the uh writer um part 5 was uh Stephen Hopkins okay. um who did like predator 2 and the dark tower unfortunately poor guy he hasn't really I mean, had that uh you know predator 2
1: was predator 2 is a good movie i like that
0: and did we watch that movie together i want to say we did yeah, we probably um, did. Um, I, I, I watched it for the first time. I think it was with you, and then I was blown out of the water because, I, you know, sequels are generally worse than the first one. You know, yeah, it's just harder to make a really good sequel that that like stacks up. But that one was just fun. You know, um,
1: it, it really is. And the thing that I, the thing that I really liked about Predator Two also, it had a lot of characters, but they managed them well. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone got kind of like an appropriate amount of screen time, you know, Ruben, you know, of course, Danny Glover, but Ruben Blades, Bill Paxton, where Mer- Mer- you can Alonzo, you know, just all these people and they got the appropriate amount of screen time. And and it was just just and I, I think it were I think Predator works better where it's not some like super soldiers thing. But, you know, just people that I think I think the whole thing the sci-fi and art works better if it's just normal people put into a, an abnormal situation. Um, I agree. And um, they don't have, you know, I, I, think, I think that's where they missed the boat in, in the, the predator movie that Shane black did. Um, I think they, I, I think it would have been cool if they had just had the scientists against the predator you know if 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 all those scientists had developed all these technologies to fight the predator and you know they instead of like the standard military guys
0: where were you when Shane right or Shane Black was writing it you know and you could have told him that i i think you should keep the scientists you know get rid of
1: get Well, i too like you know cuz they had a, a Jake Busey on there who you know they could have easily done something with something more with him and that yeah. movie than,
0: I love Jake Busey. Um, honestly, I've met him a couple of times. He's really nice. Um, oh yeah. You met him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's a really cool dude. Um, so anyway, I think that, that about wraps it up. Is, did, did we cover everything? Do you think?
1: Uh, I think so. It, it was, it was, a, it, it was a good movie, but it wasn't quite as memorable as I, as I remember.
0: Um, <laughs> it's it's just, not as memorable as you remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, but I, I could also definitely see where uh, he got his, some of his early ideas for screen. Like there's a lot of stuff involving like the phone in that. And even if, if uh, it'd be interesting to look at like the, the way that the living room is set up in screen versus this one. Cause I wouldn't be surprised if it's sort of similar.
0: Yeah. And it was the same production team too. So like, uh, a lot of the the people um uh, which is funny because it it wasn't new line that did scream it was uh um uh Miramax, you know yeah. and weinstein and stuff so interesting about that but I don't know I, I, I love sc- i I have I hold scream like it's one of my favorite movies, you know. Yeah. So, uh it's a movie that got me back into to horror films and stuff, you know, as a yeah. kid. And mm-hmm. I think it did that for a lot of people. And I think it's because movies like this did okay. I'm going to real quick look at the uh I want to see what the box office was like the, what the budget was and what the how well it did in the box office cuz um I think it did okay, but all right, yeah. So it its budget was eight million dollars, and that was eight million and ninety four. Um, yeah. And then opening weekend, it made six million six hundred. Oh wow! So it made six six million six hundred and sixty six, or or six hundred and sixty seven. But still, the first three letters are the numbers are six six six. Yeah. So, uh, damn. Uh but uh six million six hundred and sixty-seven thousand one hundred and eighteen dollars. It grossed eighteen million ninety thousand one hundred and eighty-one dollars. And the worldwide in gross was like nineteen million. And which movie is this? This is uh New Nightmare. Okay.
1: It's not I me, mean, you know, it probably maybe may, may have made a little bit of money, you know, nothing, but you know, I wonder how much it made on like um like the um, like overseas rights and all that stuff.
0: I wonder too. the um, re- um,
1: re- re- broadcast.
0: Let me see how much Scream made. Um, Scream made. All right, Scream had a budget of fourteen million, and made a hundred and three million forty six thousand six hundred sixty three grossed the worldwide gross is 173 million so yeah that that was that was such a success that they greenlit the sequel and went right into the sequel as fast as they could which i think is sort of a mistake you should not ever go that quickly into a sequel you know like yeah. be like be like um star wars and just take like two or 3 years you know because yeah, it's kind of- it's
1: kind of- it's kind of like marriages. You don't want to do the quickie Vegas marriage.
0: Right. You want, you want a long drawn out engagement that, you know, ends up in a, in a very good wedding, you know, reception, you yeah. know, and everything, but you know, whatever. You know. some people like the quickie Vegas route. I don't know. Not me, yeah. but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, I didn't find it. I mean, I I didn't really remember much except I remember the opening scene and I remember Freddie coming out of the, you know, for the um, talk show. Those are the only things I really remembered from the movie. And now I'm like, I'll probably remember a lot more of this, especially I'll remember the freeway scene because that, to me now, that just kind of blew me away. Um, Just because that's just, that's got, it had to be hard to just. Coordinate all these cars and make sure they never hit anybody, and you know, except for well, Nancy or Heather. Was,
1: well, yeah. What Wes was talking about how it was like a combination of uh, a, like practical, like the regular things, and then there was the um, a little CGI, probably. Well, it was the uh, they had like a screen behind him that they were projecting like cars, yeah. Through. So cool. it looked like he was in the middle of a highway.
0: Perfect. Well, uh, so everybody, uh, let us know what you guys think of uh, a, a New Nightmare. Uh, did you guys enjoy it? Do you guys like that name? Do you not like that name? I like it. I think it, I think it works for the movie. Um, sort of very meta, once again. Um, sure. And uh, tell us what you guys think. Also, check out sickflickproductions.com. There's also uh indiefilmcafe.reviews, uh indiefilmcafe.popbean.com, and if you can spare buck, uh do patreon.com backslash um indiefilmcafe. So until then everybody, we want to say thank you guys for checking us out and let us know what you guys think. We'll be I'll be back next month with a brand new episode of 90s horror films, and we'll have I have no idea what we're doing yet. Um so don't 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 even ask. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Vittorio, and I'll definitely have you back on soon.
1: You're welcome. Pleasant dreams, everyone. Pleasant dreams.
0: Bye, everybody.